personal connection I think is great uh, I think it's something that sort of needs to be safeguarded as well we talked about this and I think we'll get on to it um, because it can have its downsides too it's it's great to be able to kind of check in with yourself regularly to understand sort of when you're near burnout because occasionally I get it where I sort of book in loads of stuff because I'm in a really good place and then I don't recognize I'm about to burn out and then I do Happy New Year and welcome back to the Switched On Spotlights, the podcast where we spotlight our very own BT colleagues' stories, advice and top tips for being the best version of yourself. Today, I'm chatting to the wonderful Claire Doyle. Now, Claire joined our BT graduate scheme back in 2020 and since rolling off, she spends her time running the Future Zone in our Customer Experience Centre and helping to downstream research projects. But I'm not talking to her about any of that today. I'm talking to her about how we can make the most of the personal connections that we have both at work and outside with our friends and family. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome Claire to the Switched On Spotlights. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Likewise. Well, we're talking about the theme of personal connections today, Claire, as you know, and we've been connected in the past through another podcast, which I am going to plug today. So you previously joined myself on the Early Careers podcast, and that's how the both of us became connected in the first place. Um, I'm really, really excited to, for a bigger audience to even hear hear even more about your journey and what you've been up to at BT but most importantly how you prioritize connection with both your colleagues your friends uh, and your family so we're just going to get kicked off by asking you what does personal connection mean to you? Gosh yeah I think it means a whole range of different <laughs> things when we've talked about this before I'm like it's it's not a simple topic and you've started with such a nice easy question for me <laughs> But I guess it just, for me, it means a whole range of different things. It means from something really tiny. So I was sort of talking to someone today is like a smile in a corridor or a coffee that someone brings you when you're super stressed out or haven't taken a break in a while, all the way up to sort of seeing my friends and having, you know, those deep dives when you had a stressful day, you need to sort of unpack and that sort of thing. But yeah, for me, it's something, it just plays a huge role in everything I do. I'm not sure there's been a day I've ever had that hasn't had a personal connection. Um, and I I mean it's sometimes it's positive sometimes it's negative it affects you in both ways and I think it takes different kind of forms whether it's your well-being um, or actually in terms of work as well I mean we talked about how it can manifest in sort of maybe your coaching or your networking as well so personal connection I think is great uh, I think it's something that's sort of needs to be safeguarded as well we talked about this and I think we'll get on to it um, because it can have its downsides too. Definitely, definitely. We've got loads, loads to be discussing today. But I completely agree. It comes in many different forms. And on Switched On, we've had our listeners wanting us to talk about networking, coaching, but then also how can you develop really strong relationships and strong connections, given, for example, how we've gone through a pandemic, which quite nicely leads me on to the question that I wanted to ask you next. Um, so you kicked off your graduate scheme when you were on the grad scheme in the pandemic and lockdown. And I definitely resonate with this because halfway through my grad scheme, we were we were going into lockdown. So a very similar experience, except I'd had about six months in the office, whereas I don't believe that you had any time at that point getting to meet your fellow graduates, your colleagues and your team. So just tell me a little bit more about what that experience was like and how has that moved into the office? You really made sure that you were creating strong relationships and what then connection meant to you? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely was a weird experience sort of starting <laughs> during a pandemic. Uh, not what I was planning on. Don't think anyone was. Um, but yeah, I guess I think we talked about this on the other podcast, but it's just that sort of added level of formality is what I felt. So when you join during a pandemic, instead of, I mean, I'm a very chatty person. I sort of talk to people on the corridor. I talk to people when I see them. They probably want me to stop talking. <laughs> it's normally the issue. But the issue being for me when I was at home, sort of new job, quite nervous about it. Personal connection for me actually became really formal and something I had to sort of reassess because it's putting time in someone's diary. It's sort of writing them an email saying, dear, whoever it concerns, can I have some of your time to catch up, etc. Um, so, yeah, for me, it became like a real adjustment. It became something. Mm-hmm something that I then had to sort of reprioritize um so for me I found I sort of occasionally realized that I never sort of prioritized personal connection enough so it sort of goes through fluctuations because I think in life we prioritize some things because we're sort of we think work's a priority we think sort of exercise and health is a priority but I mean I listened to the sort of other podcast you did this month with Anna uh, and she was talking about sort of the health benefits of personal connection and it just like screams to me that we really should put it kind of up on that pedestal uh, as one of the sort of key priorities definitely Um, and then like you said with coming back into the office it was sort of like yes I've got used to this I've got my virtual coffees I have in I have sort of my virtual catch-ups with the grads and virtual catch-ups with my mentor and then it all changed again and sort of your diary would get crashed by sort of those casual conversations which I loved Mm. but we talked about sort of then it became sort of I'd got out of the habit of socializing and it was draining me more than I was expecting. Absolutely so I'm going to come on to the concept of a social battery in a moment but for those listening so you and I both um, outgoing individuals we love to have a chat how did you find when you were kind of going through the pandemic it becoming a bit more of a conscious exercise I think I think I'm I'm, I'm sure you'll agree that pre-pandemic perhaps sticking in a coffee or meeting someone obviously in person you wouldn't have second guessed yourself doing that but how did you find it? How easy, difficult? And did it change the nature of some of those conversations that you were having, given that they were virtual rather than face to face? Yeah, it definitely changed it. I think, I, I, as I said, I can talk loads and I found myself with those virtual connections. I would plan bullet points for a virtual coffee, which <laughs> on reflection sounds really embarrassing, but I would do it because I was I really worried. Same. Don't worry. <laughs> I'd be really worried about those kind of awkward silences um, and then I also kind of held back quite a lot because you know when you talk mm. over someone on teams it sort of mutes someone out and you can't talk at once so it felt you were very spotlighted you couldn't in a group of people have a sort of side conversation it was sort of everyone look at me I'm going to talk um, and I really felt myself sort of switch from being super outgoing to actually okay I'm a little bit more nervous. This isn't yeah. feeling very natural. Uh, and then just as I got into that flow, then flipping back and actually going, oh, have I forgotten how to do it as I did before? But I guess my tip with it was, as I just stuck with it and I got more and more comfortable and gave it a go. There are people obviously that you do just naturally resonate with more. Mm. Uh, and I made sure that I was still sort of dedicating time with them um, just so that I could kind of chat to them. I mean, I talked to you before as well about kind of with the kind of grad scheme not just it being virtual I also moved to Suffolk Uh, I'm now back based in London but I didn't really know anyone Um, so yes I got to hang out with the grads and it was great fun but I do think it's different hanging out with people you don't know so well versus like your good friends because it Mm. does tire you more you have to think of things more naturally etc and it's just persevere my advice is persevere because that's how you develop those friendships and you figure out kind of 
who's sort of matches up with you and who doesn't and most people are also in the same situation where they're feeling formal it's nice to hear that you also wrote the notes beforehand it's not just me no 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 absolutely I think there's some there's an element of acceptance there as well that it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable whether it's your first time or you've joined the business and you're not used to it being a hybrid environment or just being on teams or getting yourself back to being in an office again I think for me that was probably the biggest adjustment as we've said we're both social love to have a chat I almost found that right I've got to grips with teams now putting me in an office environment I'd forgotten what it was like to have those casual coffees or can I just grab you for a quick chat because I'd be like I'm trying to focus but then you're like no like the office is the place to be social and collaborating so you kind of had to not, not to switch your personality I think that's probably the wrong phrasing but just remind yourself that I can do both but it requires as you say a dip, different style of communication I think more than anything to not interrupt when you're on Teams calls but then in person knowing that you can probably be that little bit more kind of off the cuff and enthusiastic in comparison so absolutely had to write bullet points down for sure it seems yeah it seems embarrassing to think about now but you are not the only one and, and that's the point as well right but we're talking about we're not going to be the only ones that have gone through kind of the similar experience but just moving on to that point therefore around balance right so I remember I mentioned I think it was to my team a few months ago like do you guys not get a bit tired sometimes of like always being in the office or like always having back-to-back meetings do you not get that moment where you hit like leave at the end of the day on your team's meeting think oh like big deep breath now like I can get down with my work or I've had a lot of talking I've got to do today and it's this kind of concept of a social battery that is not not a different form of yourself but it's just Mm. having to almost be externally facing for a prolonged period of time especially to your point as if you are meeting new people there are different types of questions and if you know people that a little bit better it might feel a little bit less how do you kind of prioritize your time that concept of saying no to certain things if it means that you've got time for yourself um let's just have a bit of chat about kind of connection with yourself and making sure that you're not pouring too much before you you give it back to yourself I guess Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it was one of the best pieces of advice I actually got from, I think it was a friend's mum actually, but when we talk about sort of personal connection, everyone starts thinking about these external relationships. They think about sort of what's your like sort of work network, what's your friendship network, who are those people you're just bumping into, sort of your acquaintances. And she was like, the first personal connection that you should always think of is yourself and sort of how you're feeling. And it's it's great to be able to kind of check in with yourself regularly to understand sort of when you're near burnout, because occasionally I get it where I sort of booking loads of stuff because I'm in a really good place and then I don't recognize I'm about to burn out and then I do um but yeah I I love the phrase of the power of saying no Uh, and we talked about this where yeah I used to feel really guilty saying no to things and we'd come up with excuses saying like oh I'm really sorry I can't hang out on Sunday because I have x y and z when in reality I have nothing and so like my piece of advice is always just it's okay to say no your friend's go through the same things and if they are your good friends saying no because you need a me day is like absolutely fine and that me day will take different forms for different people and also for yourself dependent on the day like sometimes for me me time is going to the gym in the morning before work I love it other times I'm like I could not think of anything worse than being in a gym I want to be in a bath I want a candle and I want to chill if that makes sense absolutely I think so I completely resonate with this absolutely we were talking about on the weekend I said I've got a friend who's been living in New York and she said do you want to meet up it's my last day and I'm like 
is there any way that we can just do a different time because you're back in a couple of weeks and then she was like yeah yeah and I'm like that's great I didn't have any plans but I couldn't think of anything worse because I've been so back to back so I think there's a huge element in saying no and there is that social side to it but I think since I've come back to work this week it's the new year I'm trying to start off as many people are in the right way but time blocking has been a huge thing for me that I've said I really want to test it out and that thinking time is my connection time in work to myself Mm -hmm. so I'm like right the beginning of every day the end of every day or even in those gaps today there have been a few coffee catch-ups because I'm in the office but that's been nice because I've not seen people in a while but you need that time I think also in your work day if you can if you can manage it and if you can allow yourself the time but I think it's about kind of being strict with yourself to not let Mm. it slip because then it becomes very easy to just say I don't need that and like half an hour at the end of the day when actually in the first few days of the week that I've tried it it's really been helping me to just think yeah I feel more on top of things I've had the the time to think and I'm going into the conversations that I'm having more engaged and more present in what I'm doing and that makes those um, connections a lot more meaningful I think. Yeah, and I I love what you're saying about kind of the focus time in your calendar. I do think just calendar management. I know that sounds really lame. It's simple. It sounds simple. So yeah, I think it was like for me twofold. Focus time, I think, is amazing, and it's treating it like it is a meeting that shouldn't be moved. Because I'm always like, oh, let me shift it, but actually that Mm -hmm. should stick. And one thing actually I have done recently, which again was a bit of advice I got from a friend, was she blocks out time for her first week back from leave. She blocks it out Mm -hmm. because she's like, what happens to me when I go on leave? people crash or die you come back and it's your first day back and I was saying this to you it was like <laughs> nine to five solid calls your task list is already at 100 from all those emails yep. you've got and you keep adding to it and not chipping away at it and she said if you block that time out yes if you come back and something important's come up you can sacrifice it but it doesn't mean that day one I don't know the Monday if you come back nine to like 11 you can block out for yourself and that's amazing so I mean if you haven't done that or you want to try it I would massively recommend Oh, and I, so I tried that this time. Obviously, both of us returned this week to work, but I also put it in my out of office. I think there's something about communicating that, that I had blocked out time to run through emails, put myself on do not disturb. So I wasn't thinking Sunday evening, I need to log in and I need to take mm. a look and get on top of the task list. But I put it in my out of office. I said, I'm returning on the 9th, but if it can wait, can we catch up on the 10th just so that I can get to grips Mm. with things? I think there's a part of actually setting that boundary to your colleagues, to your team, so they know, okay, let me not disturb he or she while they're trying to kind of get get through things and just get back to reality of work again because it can feel quite daunting and overwhelming when we're bombarded with notifications and tasks and you're already feeling like, oh my gosh, there's a lot that I need to be coming back to. Yeah, I think being that's just being honest with yourself is really important, but also being honest with your colleagues 100 percent. I feel like when you if you promise to get it all back to them on the ninth and you didn't manage it, that's probably worse. But actually, (laughs) if you did the assessment saying this is going to stress me out and I'll get back to you as soon as I can in my first week back, which is what some people's out of office says, is so much better because probably going to send me a better response anyways, because you've had time to actually read everything else uh, and I'm not stressed you out in the process. Absolutely. And so in terms of we've spoken about connection with ourselves and what your journey was like when you joined the graduate scheme, but now you are back in the office getting to grips with kind of 
I know a lot of presentations we were talking about just before we started recording. How are you making the most of that connection time that you do have with other individuals? Are there kind of like non-negotiables to make you stay more mm. present perhaps? Or how do you know as well when you're coming to that burnout point? Because I think it's a very fine line, as you've said, when it gets to that stage. Yeah, I think in terms of making the most of it, it's if it's kind of a professional personal collection, I make sure that I've done my homework beforehand because if I'm going to dedicate an hour, two hours, three hours to give a tour and host people in the CEC, which is what I do, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of their time. If I show up frazzled and I don't know anything about them, they're not going to get anything from it. So it's not just kind of focusing on the time itself, but also making sure mindset-wise you're in the right sort of frame of mind and also you're prepared. So I sometimes just block out the first sort of half an hour before that session as well, just to make sure if I've had back-to-backs beforehand, I can have a breather. Um, if it's on a Teams call, I just put myself on Do Not Disturb if I'm on a call because... I don't want to be looking at my emails. I don't want to be messaging people on Teams because if I'm doing that in the background, did I really need to be on that call because I'm not really focusing on you? Mm. So it's not beneficial for me and it doesn't feel great if you're on the other end and you feel like someone's doing more than one thing at the same time. Um, And also just bring my full self to that communication. I think people enjoy kind of communicating with you and you are sort of more of yourself. So I'm always, when I give my intros, I'm trying to be the bubbly person I am and sort of showing them a little bit about me, not just be when I'm doing it so I guess in terms of making the most of it I'd say that Uh, I'd also say just be aware of your screen time I think we were talking about this is that I have screen time on my phone and like I always do as a new year's resolution have less screen time but I only ever look at my phone I don't look at like kind of okay you've been on a screen all day in the office as well and that's going to drain you too but in terms of stopping burnout I think it's obviously being aware of yourself but I think it's just like planning I guess Mm. I I hate to organize free time but it's sort of like block yourself out a night a week that's your night or something that you like doing Mm. and then if you get to that point and you're actually feeling fine then sure take that impromptu spontaneous moment and go out to the pub with your friends after work or you know that you've got that and it's when you can check in and do that sort of thing and like I mean this week my Friday evening sounds very lame it's going to be a 9pm bedtime because I'm probably going to be very tired. Love that. Not lame whatsoever. I do think that it's so simple, but it's actually putting it into practice, whether it is mm. your work calendar management, sticking to what you've said of not removing the focus time or equally social time, saying to yourself, I've got to have that time to head to the gym. I know for me that I'm trying to, as a New Year's resolution, that not cancel those gym classes because those evenings that I was working from home earlier in the week and I managed to get there I'm like right I have real clarity I'm feeling better going to sleep before I'm heading into the office the next day that I know I've got that out of the way so as the weekend's going to be a bit more social I feel like I've had time to myself so I think it's the, the planning isn't always the most fun bit but even if you can do that on a Sunday evening and like you say be flexible with it no one's saying you've got to stick to every single plan or there might be a last minute addition but you want to be able to adapt, be flexible so that at the end of the day, you're putting your, yourself first, as we've been talking about uh, kind Definitely. of throughout today's conversation. 
Yeah. And I love New Year's resolutions. I'm a massive New Year's resolution <laughs> person. I'm always like, they can be really small. And mine this year, and it was last year, was just like upping my step count each week, just because to me that shows that I've been away from a PC. I've done something else mm. and been moving around, but not being too strict on them. I just said, I want to increase it. It doesn't have to be a solid number. And it has really helped to me. So even if it's a weird one, like just kind of focusing on what you know sort of helps you and is your kind of personal time. Yeah, definitely. I think that I'm I'm a, exactly the same as you. Huge fan of New Year's resolutions. I think a lot of what we've been talking about today is very well-being centered as well. It's around mm. taking care of yourself as much as we know the benefits of connection. The, I, I wouldn't want anyone listening to this conversation feeling like you've got to add another 10 New Year's resolutions onto the list, but just pick one, for example, and it might be just to prioritize one more connection or that connection with yourself is definitely kind of what's shone through to me. And I could declare, as I already have on another podcast, spoken to you for a very long time, but we are <laughs> nearing the end of our conversation. And I wanted to end with, as we always do on the Switched On Spotlights, what your top tip is for being your best self. And I think this probably does tie into the New Year's resolution yeah. theme as well. Yeah, I think oh, we talked about this. And for me, it's a really sort of small one. It might not sound that exciting, but for me, it's just sort of being easy on yourself. I think we... We have a tendency to be very in the moment and be quite harsh on how we're doing and what we're achieving. And I just think it's so important, which is why I like the New Year's resolutions, is to take a step back to you a year ago, you two years ago, and realise actually me, first year graduate, would be so chuffed with myself actually for having finished the graduate scheme, for having got a promotion into a job that I love, for having sort of managed to move jobs at the same time as moving flats, all of this. So that then actually you're happier with yourself, but also I think personal connections are easier when you're sort of comfortable, you're more relaxed, you're sort of, I guess, happier as I was saying. So yeah, I think it's simple, just be easier on yourself and make time to be proud of yourself as well. I love that. And that's a really nice way to end the conversation. But I am definitely going to be taking that forward with me over the next um, couple of weeks, because I think it's very easy as well in the new year to be looking forward, future plans, planning, as we've been talking about. But actually, there's always something that you can kind of be grateful for or that you can even look back in the last week or so and think, oh, I'm proud of myself for achieving that. So, yeah, a lovely bit of advice to end on. And I just want to say thank you again for joining us. As ever, I've loved chatting to you. There's loads of gems in today's conversation. Um, so thank you for joining us on the Switched On Spotlights. Thank you very much, Summer. What a way to kick off 2023 and our first Switched On Spotlight of the year. I loved chatting to Claire and there was so much that I took from the conversation. We chatted about social battery, time blocking, how you can connect with yourself. And I really think that there's something for everyone in that conversation. And I'd love to know which top tips that you try to implement into your day to day. If you loved listening to today's conversation, we've got loads of Switched On Spotlights over on our Academy page. You can also find us on the BT Learning Workplace. And if you prefer to listen to your podcast while you're having a little bit of a walk or you're in the car, we're also on Spotify. I'll see you next month for our next conversation.